Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. Of church are we? We are a church that proclaims the risen Jesus Christ. Amen. What type of church are we that serves bacon at the beginning of service? That means that we are a type of church that has something to say. And you know that anytime that there's something different, there's a reason for that. What type of church are we? Let me tell you what type of church we are. We are a church that wants to help you take the next step to move closer to Jesus Christ. Uh, That's our mission as a church, is to help every single person take their next step to move closer to Jesus Christ. I want to tell you about some people that were in my life growing up that helped me take the next step. There was this lady, her name was Lillian Clapper. She was a part of Southeast Christian Church. And for 40 years, she taught two and three-year-olds. She taught me. She taught my children when they came to visit my mom. Let me tell you what happened. Out of that church, there were 30 young men and women that entered the leadership ministry, okay? There were lots of different ministers. There was one Lillian Clapper uh, that, that worked with every single one of them. She was a woman of great influence, okay? There was a lady named Barbara Price, and she taught junior church. Now, that, that's a junior worship. That was from grades one to six. And I will tell you, most of what I know about the Bible, I learned from Barbara Price. She had this cutting-edge technology. It was called flannel graph. Some of y'all don't have a clue, do you, Okay. It was, it was, you put these little things on flannel and moved them around. It was incredible. And then there was a guy named David Murray, not this David Murray, but another David Murray, if you can believe there are two of them. And David Murray would do this every year. He would take a week of vacation. He would gather all the juniors in high school in his station wagon and drive us to different Bible colleges because he wanted us to know. He drove me to Atlanta Christian College, it's now Point University, and that's where I ended up going to school. Those were difference makers in my life. Those were people of influence in my life that brought me to where I am today. We're going to talk about you being one of those people today. And this is the sermon in the sentence uh, that, that you need to hear. And it is to be a church that joins Jesus in changing the world. To be a church that joins Jesus in changing everything, we must know what's next. And those people that were in my life taught me what was next. And they led me to the point that I'm standing in front of you today. I mean, we want to tell you this morning what's next and give you an opportunity to be a difference maker right here at Northridge with, with our next gen. Uh, group. So we're going to look at Acts 2. Go ahead and get that in your Bibles or on your device. And if you don't have a Bible, see us. We would love to give you one. If you have one that's hard to read, we'd love to give you one that's easy to read. Acts 2 and the, 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 the 37th verse is what we're going to be looking at. This is what it says there. It says, when the people heard this, they just heard a message on Jesus. It says, they were, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? They're asking here, what's the next step? What's the next level that we need to go to? And then Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you. He gives them their next step, and it's to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So you see, they ask, what's the next level? What's the next step? And then Peter tells them, and then he says this, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and this promise is for you and your children. 
That's the next generation that we need to be concerned about. And for all who are far off, for all whom, call, whom the Lord our God will call. Now, the sermon in a sentence, I want to remind you of that again. It is this. It's to be a church that joins Jesus in changing the world, changing everything. That's the series we're in right now. To, to, to be that type of church, we've got to know what's next. And we're going to learn about what's next from this passage. And, and it's three next that I want you to understand today. The first next is the next generation. The next generation. It said there, this promise is for you and your children. What we believe here at Northridge is that children are very important. I'm going to give you some reasons why we believe it is important. 94% of people who come to Christ will do so before the age of 18. Did you get that? 94% of everybody that comes to Jesus Christ does so before the age of 18. That's why I get so excited when we see a young person get baptized. We're going to hopefully see that at the end of the service today. Okay, I get excited about that. But I get really excited when an adult it, it steps up and says, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ because that's really unusual. That means the Spirit is moving and God is working because that doesn't just happen every day. Because once we get a little bit older, you know what? Our hearts get hard. And in fact, I want you to see this next, uh, this next one here. And it is what you believe at the age of 13, pretty much what you're going to die believing. Okay? By the time you're 13. That's pretty much what you believe then is what you're going to die believing. Now, you, you, just, you can teach a puppy new tricks, right? But once that puppy learns how to drive, it's over, okay? Uh, that, that's the way it is, okay? Uh, and, and you know that. You, you, you get to that point. And, and so when I start talking about 94% come to Jesus Christ uh, before the age of 18, you have to understand most everything that we really learn, we already know by that age. And, and so we're really talking about the importance of what we do in our next-gen ministry here at church. And what we do with our children, little children over here, our, our Main Street up to the, to the fifth grade, and then our, our junior high and high schoolers, this is hugely important. Now, I, I want you to understand this, the 414 window. The 414 window is the ages between four years old and 14. That is the optimal time. That's where you want to invest your time and your money. And that's what we do here at Northridge. We invest a lot of time. We invest a lot of money in that age group. Okay? Why do we do that? Because we have a 94% chance of change happening. If I'm going to invest, I'm going to invest where I get a 94% chance of growth. So but we also still invest in the other 6%, but our focus is there. Now, i, I got to say this to you all that are sitting in this room. Most of you all are above the age of 13, okay? I, I, so I know that comes as a shock to some of you all, but, but that's the way it is. Most of us are there. And, and this is what I also know. Many of you all are giving to fund our next-gen ministry. Many of you are giving money so that we can reach that. And, and many of you all don't necessarily like all the things that we do. But you're willing not only to give your money, but to give up your preference so that we can reach young people. I appreciate that. And you know what? You are going to appreciate it when you get to heaven because you're going to realize the impact you have. In fact, I imagine most of you realize it now as you see this place overrun with children every Sunday. I, and, and that's it. The next-gen ministry is what we've got to invest in, I, I, and I want you to understand that. As a church, we do a thing called Orange, okay? And you may not understand Orange. I want to explain it to you. It's a curriculum, and Orange is about red. Red stands for the home. Yellow stands for the church. And when you combine them, you get Orange. And that is what our, our, our next-gen ministry is all about. It's about the home 
and the families working together. I mean, the home and the, and the, and the church working together to, to raise our children. I want you to see why we do youth ministry the way that we do. It's from Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. It says, these commands I give you, he just give them some commands that, that are, today are to be on your heart. The first place we've got to work is on our hearts, having the commands there. Impress them on your children, okay? Moms and dads, it's your job to teach your children, okay? It's your job. And then he says, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. Now I'm going to change that when you drive, okay? We don't do a whole lot of walking anymore. Uh, when you drive along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Those are all things that happens between parents and their children. We believe that it is your job to raise your children. We believe that it is your job to be the ministers to your young people. We are here to help you, and that, that's the idea of our Now, just think for just a minute. I want you to think about how weird it would be if we did youth ministry the way that people want us to do youth ministry, the, the way it says here. They want us to, 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 to teach their children about Jesus, and they don't want anything to do with it. So that means if we're to do it well, that means that Brian and Mary Helen would be really busy, okay? They would have to be at your house when? When your children get up so they can tell them about Jesus. And when they go to bed so they can tell them about Jesus, they would ride with you everywhere so they could talk to your children about Jesus as you're along the road, and, and then they would just be at your house. Now, i got to tell you, we got to hire a bigger staff. We need about 200 Mary Helens and Brians, Okay. So that's not, our, that's not our plan as a, as a next-gen ministry. Our plan is to train parents. And we've got apps. We've got things that will help you talk to your children today as you go home about what they learned. As you sit around the table today, you can talk to them about what they learned by, by downloading the app. You can give the, you, it will also give you things that you can talk about during the week as you travel. Why do we do all that? Because next-gen ministry is hugely important. Uh, Tommy and Jimmy, can I get you guys to come up here? These two guys are, are some of our elders. They didn't know I was going to do this. I'm probably, uh, yeah, I'm in trouble, aren't I, guys? Um, so here, here we go. Uh, see how you guys do with this. Uh, I had my wife and Michelle do it last time. They were a lot prettier, guys. I just, Tommy, you come over here, and you'll take that right down there. Um, I, I want to explain to you why this. Now, make it tight, guys. You can't wrap it around your hand. You're going to mess everything up. And your fingers will fall off too. So what you got here is, is this represents a lifespan of us humans, okay? Now, now this is, this is the up to 10 years old. This is up to 20, up to 30. And you can figure out about 80 years. And Tommy's holding the very end of our lives down there. This is what we do when we start churches. Right here, about 25 to 40 is the target when you start a church, okay? Now, if you guys will move out just a little bit so I can move right behind you here. Okay, that, that's where we typically go when we start a church. We look for the 25 to 40 years old. So if I was planting a new church, that's who I'd look for. Okay, why? Because they got lots of energy. So, so, so we look for that group right there. And, and now the, the interesting thing is, this is what most churches do. They focus on those people and keeping them happy for the rest of their lives. So now they move to the, uh, to the, to the 40 to 55. Now, this is really good because at this point, they've got a little bit more money, okay? But, but back here, they had the energy. And now they're, they don't have kids. Their kids are leaving. But now you get to the 55 area. Now, now we're getting up to my area here. Uh, 55 up to the 70 mark. And you know what? We still focus in there. And now once you get to the 70 and beyond, you know what happens? The church ceases to exist. That's why next-gen ministry is so important. That's why we want to, to focus on this age group constantly. And, and, and I know that's hard for a lot of us to hear that are older because we think, well, what about me? 
Can I tell you what the what about me is? Is if we all will focus there in our prayers and in our serving, can I tell you what? This church will be around till Jesus returns, okay? That's what it's about. But if we just focus on keeping this group of people happy all the way down here, the church is done. It just isn't going to continue. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. No, no, you're not supposed to tie me up, okay? I'm a little worried because I got Kathy up here in the first service, and, and she may use that rope and beat me with it later today. So, All right, so, so now, next gen is really important. You got that? What's important? Next? Okay, next gen, next generation, and that's what we do here. Now, the second thing that you, is the next next that, I, the next next that I want you to know is the next level. The next level. When, when we're reading this passage, this is what it said. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? They were talking about the message of salvation there. And, and, and what I'm talking about today is I'm hoping you're going to be cut to the heart today. And you're going to say, what's the next thing that I need to do? What's the next thing that will help me grow? What's the next thing that will help me take it to the next level? And so I'm hoping that that's going to happen in you today. And the next level that we're looking for today is for you to step up and serve, okay? We need people that will serve with our next generation. So I want to talk to you about why it's so important to take it to the next level, why it's so important to serve. And we're going to find it in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, starting in verse 11. Ephesians 4 and verse 11. This is what it says there. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Okay, this is what he did. God has established us for a reason. And then he says this, to equip his people for works of service. My job, my job and the staff of this church is not to do ministry for you, but to equip you to do ministry. Okay? Now, I know we like to think, well, you know, we've hired these folks. We don't have anything to do. No, our job is to get you to do works of service, is to get you to do the ministry. And this is why, so that the body of Christ may be built up. If I can get you all to serve, if we can get you to, 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 to share Jesus with others and to serve in so many different ways, can I tell you what will happen? This church will grow. This church will get stronger. You will get stronger. In fact, what it says is, is the church is going to be built up until we all reach a unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God. So we're going to grow. There's going to be a unity among us. If you want to see a church that's going to have fights, you're going to, you're going to see a church that's filled with people that don't serve, that don't do anything, that just sit there. They're, they're going to fight. And so there's this unity and then uh, unity in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Uh, become mature to the point that, that, that there is a maturity about you so that you can feed other people, so that you can do that, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, becoming more Christ-like. So our job as, as leaders in the church is this, is to equip people to do works of service. And, and these are so very important because works of service will help you grow in Jesus Christ. It will help you mature. Let me explain this to you. There are three ways that works of service are going to do. It's going to move you closer to Jesus. It's going to move you closer to Christ. Matthew 25. What it says in Matthew 25 is Jesus is talking to people and, and, and he says, uh, you minister to me. You, you, you fed me when I was hungry. You visited me when I was in prison. And, and, and you took care of me when I was sick. And they said, when did we do that, Lord? And he said, when you did all those things. You see, those works of service bring us in contact with Jesus Christ. 
I used to take uh, students to, to, to Mexico to build a house every year, and every year they came in contact with Jesus Christ through that works of service. It, it's so important. The other thing that happens is you grow closer to each other. I will tell you what happens when you begin to serve on one of our teams here. You begin to serve with others, you begin to pray with them, and you begin to build relationships that will be there for you. And the last thing that happens is that you're going to understand that it's more blessed to give than to receive. You're going to understand that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And, you know, we, 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 we will move from being what I would call a consumer to a contributor. Now, the whole reason for the bacon today was this. It, it, it's simply this. It's our goal, our goal is to teach everybody at Northridge how to feed themselves, how to open up God's Word and feed themselves, and then how to feed each other. Now, we took about three days teaching Adam how to cook bacon, okay? Uh, he's, he's a slow learner, okay? But, but that's exactly what we want to do. We want you to be able to feed yourself, prepare a meal from God's Word, and, and, and then share with other people. It, it's that simple. And, and that's so very important because in doing that, you get stronger. Uh, you know, if my kids did not know how to feed themselves at, at their ages of 33 and 34, I would be pretty concerned. And now that they have children, if they weren't able to feed themselves and prepare food for them, you know what? I would be pretty concerned. I hear this occasionally. Somebody will tell me, and this is, this is what they, they typically say to me, uh, we've decided to go to another church. We're not being fed. Okay, now, can I tell you what that normally means? They don't like me anymore, okay? Okay? And, and, and then my next reaction typically wants to be this. Well, you've been in the church for 30 years and you don't know how to feed yourself. we got a problem, don't we? Okay, so this is hugely important. And, and so I, I want to just encourage you to begin to think about that in your life. Can you feed yourself and can you help others to know Jesus Christ? And the reason I'm telling you this is because the next level, the next level in you growing as a Christian is all about works of service in your life, finding a place to serve so that you can move closer to Christ and so that you can move closer to others and, and you begin to understand that it's more blessed to give than receive. I want you to hear this statement. It's one I heard a long time ago, and it's simply this. The, the stakes are high, either you grow or die. You see, this process of maturity in the Christian life is pretty important. What you guys don't know right now is your body is very, very, very busy. Today, your body will make 200 billion new cells. Okay, you didn't know you were that busy. Some of you are saying, I need a nap now, okay? Uh, but that, that's what your body does. 200 billion new cells every single day. If your body stops doing that, can I tell you what? You only have a few days to live. The aging process is when our body stops making cells quite that fast. And so what, what I want you to understand here is, is that this idea of maturing to the place that we are serving is hugely important in your life. And it's hugely important in the lives of our next generation uh, children and young people because you're going to help them grow. And it's going to help you grow, and it's going to help the church grow. But the stakes are high. Either you grow or die. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, what, what, what I want you to do is to begin to get in your mind, you need to be serving someplace. And we've got a commercial right now from Next Gen Ministry. So watch the screen for this commercial. I have been a Next Gen Difference Maker for about two years. 
When I was in church, uh, I had people who invested in me. Now that I'm more mature in my, uh, in my walk, you know, to, to be able to give that back. I like being a difference maker because I think when we start the kids really young, the lessons stick with them and it's just really exciting to see the two-year-olds come in and they're happy and they can't wait to see you and they learn about Jesus and how he can be our friend and take care of us when they're really small and that carries over in their lives. My biggest win when I've been serving has probably just been developing relationships with all the kids because I'll show up to their baseball games and their soccer games and stuff like that and they'll just get so excited to see me and that just makes me so happy because I know that it's a lot easier to start following Jesus if you're friends with the people that are following Jesus in your life? I started in NextGen two years ago just filling in in the summer or when people went on vacation. And then just this past year, I began working full-time in the two-year-old class. I have been volunteering with the youth of all ages, middle school and high school, since 2009, so almost 10 years. My biggest win, I guess, would be we had a little girl a couple weeks ago, and she's usually very quiet, but she came in and she talked the whole time and she sang the songs. And when she got ready to go, her mom came and I said, so tell your mom who can follow Jesus. And she looked at her mom and she said, I can follow Jesus. And that was just awesome to hear that little voice and to see how much that they really learned during this time. One of the most, um, I would say spiritual moments I've had serving was I went with the group of high school kids to CIY Move this past summer and the entire group that we took with us, I've got photos of every single one of those kids with their hands in the air praising and worshiping. I feel like I need to be a, a huge part of this. You should say yes to serving because not only do you bless others and especially the little kids and their parents, but because you get blessed so much by the kids that you serve. It really, instead of me giving so much to them, I get much more back than what I give out. You should say yes to serving because it's just so important and it can make a huge difference in somebody else's life, even the little things that you do when you're serving. I joined it and it just has taken over my life. And I love everything I do here. All right, this sermon was brought to you by Next Gen Ministries, all right? And that, that's what we want to talk to you about right now, is we talk to you about the next generation. You know why it's important. And then we talk to you about the next level. You know that you need to grow because the stakes are high. Either you grow or die. Now I want to talk to you about your next step. Your next step. Now, now what it says here, it says, uh, Peter replied, he tells them what their next step was. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now today, we're not necessarily talking about that, but if you need to talk about the, that repentance and that baptism, I would love to talk with you because that could very well be your next step. But I know in this room, most of you all have already taken care of that. And so I want to talk to you about a next step that I think would be in, immensely important in you. In fact, what I'm hoping is this, is that it won't be just one step, but it'll be a series of steps. In Galatians 5.25, it says this, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And, and that's about taking one step and moving again and again and walking with Him. So I want to talk to you about your next steps. There are four of them. The next step, the first one is this to put the oxygen mask on. 
to put the oxygen mask on. I was on a plane this week, and I hear this every time I get on. If the plane is getting ready to crash and the oxygen mask comes down, what you do is you put that thing over your face before you help anybody else. Why? Because you got to take care of yourself so that you can help others. The number one thing that I need every single one of you to do is to make sure that you are right with Jesus Christ. Once you're there, can I tell you what? We've got a job for you, okay? And so the second thing that I would say that needs to happen, your next step, is if you are a parent or a grandparent, is to step up, is to step up and do your job as a youth or children's minister, okay? Because that is what God has called you to do. We read about it in Deuteronomy 6. It was when they lie down, when they get up, when, you, when you're going along the road and when you're just sitting around, you've got to take up that mantle. And grandparents, I believe that's just as important for us, to, to take up uh, that job of being a youth minister, to, to create that orange that we talked about, red the church. Uh, I mean, you read the, the family in yellow, the church, creating that orange, and that will produce young people. We need that. The third thing is this, is to grow up. Okay, to, to, to take it to the next level. I know in our church that there are a lot of people that sit here on Sunday morning and don't do anything else except this. Now, I'm going to get on you a little bit, okay? You'll never take it to the next level just by showing up here on Sunday mornings, okay? It, it just isn't going to work. You're, you're saying, well, it's so wonderful to be in there. The music is great and the preaching, well, we put up with that, but the music is great. Okay, what happens is this room isn't the best part of Northridge. What happens is the best part of Northridge is when you're serving with children and you see their lives changed. Do you hear that, that child say this? I can follow Jesus. Boy, that, that, that'll, that'll get you started. My wife and I are out sometimes and, and, and we'll be in Walmart or Kroger and one of her children will see her and they will quote their memory verse. She teaches three-year-olds and I will tell you what. That gets my heart pumping. I mean, that, that is exciting to see that. So I'm asking you to grow up and to move to the next level. The next level is those works of service. And, and that brings me to the last thing, and that's to sign up. Sign up. Sign up today. And we've got a number of ways you can do that. You're going to get a card, and, and we're going to give you a chance to text SERVE, okay? And, and it's spelled out on the card in case you don't know how to do that. And there's a phone number, and you just text SERVE. And what will happen is our Next Gen ministry will contact you. But I'm going to tell you this. If Next Gen isn't for you, we have other places that you can serve, but they're going to try to get you involved there because we need people to shape the, the young people in, in this church. And, and it's so hugely important. There's also another chance in two weeks. We've got about half the people we need to go out into our community and serve this community. So as, as you leave today, you're going to get a card, and you can text. If you don't text, can I tell you what? You can sign up out here, or you can go to the app. And if you're not an app person, again, you can sign up as you leave today. And, and so I, I'm just asking you to take that next step. I want you to hear this. It's from, a, it's from Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs 4, and it says, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like the deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. I hear this so often. I hear people tell me, you know what, I just don't know what's happening in my life. They're down here in the dark area, and they're stumbling. But if you want the righteousness, to be on the path of the righteous, can I tell you what will happen? The light will shine brightly. 
And the way to get there is simply by doing what God asks you to do. Obedience and serving and helping. The stakes are high. Either you grow or die. And I believe one of the keys to growing is this, is to find a place to serve. I've asked you today what's next. And here at Northridge, we believe that the the next generation is next. And that's where we're going to invest a lot of our time and money. What's next, we've got to take it to the next level. And that means there is always, always a next step, a next step for us in taking it to the next level and moving with Jesus. And then what's next is a step that every single one of us needs to take to move closer to Jesus. And that may be serving for you. So the stakes are high. Either we grow or die. I'm asking you today what's next and for you to take that next step. Let's pray. Father, we uh, are indeed thankful that you have a path for us, uh, that it is the path of righteousness that is well lit. And Father, I'm asking you today to move every single person in this room to find a place to serve. Father, because I know that brings maturity. I know that brings growth. And Father, as we, uh, as we uh, just think about the idea of investing in our young people, ignite a fire in our hearts that we, might, that we might give time to serve and to help them. Father, that this church might continue on until you come. So Father, to the, to today, work in our hearts, open our eyes, that we might find a place to serve. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at